Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, welcome back to the show as we continue on. We'll be on the air Saturday afternoon, 4 p.m., kickoff at 8 from Hard Rock Stadium. Hope you'll join us at the stadium or on the radio or anywhere, nationwide, on the Odyssey app, whatever it might be. Uh, Hope you'll join us for Miami and Clemson. Joining us now, we are delighted to have former Seminole quarterback and now uh, analyst on the ACC Network. EJ Manuel is joining us. You can see him on television and on the radio. EJ, thank you for being with us. How are you tonight? I'm doing well, fellas. How are you guys? Very good. Thank you very much. Let's see. Where shall we start? Miami, Florida State. Well, you were in town. I get uh, two weeks. Well, I think you live here, but at any rate, uh, up close and personal, <laughs> you, you, were, you were at the stadium, saw Miami and Georgia Tech, and I guess my question would be, that's not so much the result, but your eyes when you look at Miami, size, speed, talent. What do you see in their program now, maybe compared to? where they were are they making progress man absolutely they are certainly making progress i think that's the most frustrating part about the last two weeks for this football team because they have made progress they have beefed up up front you have seen the offensive line get stronger bringing in a guy like matt lee with leadership and the experience that he's had at ucf now playing for this miami football team uh you bring in those five-star tackles and you have some guards and so I mean, they they look the part. They really do. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would agree when you see Miami up close and personal. And I'll go back to the spring. I called their spring game, and I walked up and said hi to Coach Cristobal and my old strength coach, Todd Stroud, in the field before the game. And I was like, man, these guys look great. (laughs) You know what I mean? They look like what I think a Miami football team is supposed to look like. So here's the thing. I I still think this is a good ball club. Um, Obviously, the loss to Georgia Tech was a gut-wrenching one, one that I know Coach Cristobal wish he could have back, you know, making that decision to run the ball versus just taking the knee. It is what it is. And then they kind of run into a buzzsaw this past weekend against a North Carolina team that also has really improved, you know, really beefed up on the defensive and offensive lines. Also added, you know, some really nice additions of the skill positions like Nate McCollum at receiver and then Tez Walker. We saw him have three touchdown catches. Um, So it's just a tough two-week stretch. And now you get another one against a Clemson team that's rested. I'm sure much healthier since they had a bye last week. And they're certainly going to want to come down to Hard Rock Stadium and get a win. I guess, you know, I spent um, an hour and 40 minutes talking uh, on the show about Miami. um, Talked a lot about – penalties and turnovers and one thing I didn't dive into which I probably should have was uh, what also killed him in the Carolina game 
Uh, I think hurt them in the Georgia Tech game also, but they've been pretty good. But third down defense, you know, Carolina was number two in the nation uh, going into that game in third down offense and converting. Miami holds them to five for 12, except two of the five went for touchdowns on third and impossible. Yeah, yep. And that's going to break any defense's back. I know exactly what you're talking about. I think it was a third and long. And Drake third and 18? Walk yeah. On that. yeah, yeah. Found uh, Tess Walker on that end cut for a touchdown. And, again, I think it's more of a situation where Miami's running to a really good football team against North Carolina. And then, obviously, the snafu decision against Georgia Tech. And even in that game, look, I mean, Miami was really not playing well. The offense did not play as – I thought they would play. I felt like Tyler Van Dyke was forcing the football and locking in on some receivers, doing things that I hadn't seen him do throughout the season. And Because uh, I'm a fan of his, man. I really like his game. I think he's a prototypical pro. Um, I think he has the size, the arm. He throws a great, you know, great pass. And you saw that again this past weekend with some of the great throws that he threw, uh, I think, to Xavier Restrepo and like an out and up. And then another receiver, I think it was Horton or Brashad Smith, whoever it was, is just yeah, really Bichard, nicely man. throwing footballs. And so, for me, it's just frustrating. You know, as a, you know, I say a football fan, as an analyst, I want all these teams to play well, man. And the main thing I want to see as an analyst is just competitive football games. And, uh, you know, just being close to uh, living in Miami and being around other alum and fans and things like that, I, I understand the frustration. But you're right, the third down defense has to improve. Uh, but I will say this: North Carolina is one of the best offenses in the country. So, yeah. and, you know, they're going to they're going to get theirs. You know what I mean? I just yeah. feel like that they're going to get theirs. It's just a matter of you trying to stop it enough so you can get a win. Yeah, they're a great front running team. Uh, the beauty to their team is they make playing defense easy because they're always in front and they are able to yeah. almost uh, to use the basketball analogy for a basketball school. They hit every opponent with a run of whatever, in Miami's case, I think it was 24 unanswered points. Well, now you gotta you got to play right into the teeth of their defense. Yep, yeah. And then also, you know, the fact that Miami gave up 235 rushing yards doesn't help. And I think Amari nope. Hampton has shown that that's the running back for Carolina. He's shown that he is their guy. Um, British Brooks is another one. Caleb Hood's another one. But the Hampton kid, I mean, he showed some stuff that I was like, well, I didn't know he had the breakaway home run speed. And especially when you can have big, you know, explosive games like that against the Miami football team, who we know has a lot of speed on their defense, I think that's saying a lot. So, you know, my, my biggest thing, you know, at this point on what a Tuesday night headed into a Saturday game at home against Clemson, I think it's so important just for Miami to get off to a fast start against the Tigers. Uh, usually when we see teams take a week off, some come out really fresh and on fire, and then some come out sluggish. And I felt like yeah. last week, Miami came out sluggish against Georgia Tech, and unfortunately it caught up to them. They, they were about to escape by playing bad and still winning the right. football game. And as we saw the turnover late in the game and then gave up a touchdown to Georgia Tech, it cost them. But, you know, sometimes that's how it is in the season. Sometimes you're not going to play your best, and you still find ways to win even if you don't play your best. Uh, Dabo Sweeney says our quarterback is blossoming, and we would be undefeated if not for the turnovers. The turnovers are the reason we are not undefeated what is Miami's path to victory, including that quick start that you mentioned? Well, I think the path to victory, Miami has to get back to running the football um, not, not, and not taking anything from Tyler Van Dyke, but I just believe that that adds balance to a football team. I think when you have a, a parish, you have these kind of running backs that you know, not only can go in between the tackles, but can also get out on the edge and get big gains. You know, I look at Henry Parrish Jr., Don Chaney Jr., 
Uh, Allen all have done a good job. It's just been the turnover, and the coach Sweeney's right. I mean, that's football one-on-one. If you turn the football over, it's going to be hard to win. And uh, I think the key specifically against Clemson is don't turn it over for Miami because yeah. they do such a good job of scoring points off of turnovers. I've always felt since I've covered Clemson, specifically in the last two seasons, where they didn't have the Trevor Lawrence's of the world, the T. Higgins, those kind of game changers, right, when they had DJ Uyunglele and now K. Klubnik. Clemson wins a lot of their games by teams messing up. Right, so when a team is, you know, winning and beating Clemson and they get into the third quarter, they get a sack fumble, Clemson picks it up and they score a touchdown. Oh, now Clemson starts getting going, their offense starts making plays. They're a big momentum team, in my opinion. Now, they do have skill and all that kind of stuff, but I, I feel like when you don't have an alpha dog at the quarterback position, which they're going to have in the future, I don't think he's there yet. You know, K. Clemson, he's getting better. I just feel like if, as long as you don't shoot yourself in the foot as an opposing team and really make Clemson earn every single thing they have to get on offense, you'll have a good chance to at least be in the game and then potentially win it late in the game. Where do you think the uh, ACC is as a league? Are they as good as they should be? Uh, are they catching up to the SEC? Um, where, where do you think they are right now? Uh, yeah, we passed the SEC. I mean, that, that was handled <laughs> That was handled back in the, uh, the early portion of the season, if you ask me. I forgot what the record yeah. was, but it was very impressive. Uh, I think we might have had one or two losses to SEC opponents uh, so I'm very, very impressed, very pleased. I know Florida State beat LSU, Miami beat Texas A&M, North Carolina beat South Carolina. So uh, I think Duke or Wake Forest beat Vanderbilt. So to me, I think the ACC is playing great. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, man, like this past weekend you got Louisville, they beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame had beaten 30 straight opponents in the ACC in the regular season until they played Louisville at home, okay? Then – Louisville comes around the following week on the road. They play Pitt, who had a week <laughs> off, change quarterbacks, and then they lose. And so, right. you know, I, I chalk that up to it just being college football. I would also just chalk it up to being football. You see this happening in the NFL too, man. Like any given Saturday or Sunday, you can win or you can lose. And so I think the ACC is extremely competitive. I still think we have at least four or five teams that still are fighting for the ACC championship bid. Obviously, out front right now is Florida State sitting pretty at 6-0, 4-0 in the conference. And then North Carolina as well at 6-0 and 3-0. Um, this is a huge showdown between the Knowles and the Blue Devils uh, in Tallahassee. I think that's one that's going to be very interesting to see if Riley Leonard can go. Uh, I don't think he can. So I'm kind of still walking a little gingerly up there in Durham this past week. So I would assume they're going to go with Beelan like they did against NC State. But that defense is really tough. So I like where the ACC is. And, uh, you know, I think as the season continues to play out, hopefully – the teams that are good, they stay good because that's what we want in the uh, ACC championship game. We want the best teams to fight it out for that shit. I would think it's going to be hard for Duke to beat Florida State with a quarterback that completed four passes last week, even though two oh, yeah. of them went for touchdowns. <laughs> nah, it's going to be tough, man. Look, I mean, and that's why I'm sure Coach Elko would love to have Riley Leonard back. But they run the ball really well. Jordan Waters also had 123 yards on the ground. Jacquez Moore another good running back. But if you're playing Florida State, man, I mean, you got to be fully loaded. you you got to be able to convert on third down, by throwing the ball. They're going to put you in really you know, tough situations where they might pack the line of scrimmage on defense, seven, eight guys up there and force this quarterback to make some contested man-to-man throws. So I do think this is a tough matchup for Duke and the fact that it's in Tallahassee. It's going to be loud. It's a night game. The fans are going to be turned up. It's going to be crazy. So I expect Florida State to come out and play in strong. And, guys, look, I mean, you've seen – Keon Coleman the past couple weeks, this dude is a freak. This guy has yeah. played so well, um, you know, just winning one-on-one matchups. They were without Johnny Wilson, the other receiver. I would assume he's back this weekend against Duke. 
So this should be a good game, but obviously without them having their starter, Riley Leonard, uh, that's certainly in Florida State's favor. Florida State going to beat the Gators this year? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, look, man, I think this is really a special year for Florida State, and this has nothing to do with the fact that I played there. This has everything to do with just my respect for Coach Mike Novell, how he's built this program, and people can say what they want, but he, he tapped into the portal. He brought in great, talented players that will plug and play, ready to go, um, and guys that kind of fell in, in, in line yeah. and uh, believe in what he's preaching. And, uh, you know, I just got a lot of respect for him, man, because it wasn't easy. I mean, you guys see it there in Miami as well. It's not easy to get these blue blood programs going. It takes time. And I think Florida State has seen that. Obviously, having the continuity at a quarterback position helps as well with Jordan Travis's continued success and just continue to improve. Um, but to me, man, you watch them up close or even watch them on TV, you could tell they're pound for pound one of the top five you know, teams in the college in college football, whether it's in ACC or in the country. Um, so I would assume that they do handle business after Thanksgiving and go ahead and knock off those Gators. Of course, uh, we'll see. Miami's got to bounce back. they got to find uh, get back to their identity, play like they did against Texas A&M. If they play like they did against Texas A&M against Clemson, uh, I think they got a chance. But if they play against Clemson like they did against Georgia Tech, then as you said, uh, with uh, Clemson being a momentum team, I think it would get ugly. But if Miami can get by Clemson, um, I thought NC State was going to be a really tough deal for Miami, but they're struggling a little bit. Miami could go to Florida State with a little bit of a little bit of confidence, and you know that game is always crazy. Miami FSU. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you could take the the uh, the standings, the past seven weeks, what what's gone on in the season. You can take all that out, crumble it up, throw it in the trash because nobody cares. When it's a rivalry game, it's the same with the Florida Gators between Florida State, but. I know last year Florida State came to Miami and put a thumping on the U, and so I know those guys haven't forgotten about that. And I would just add to this about this Miami-Clemson matchup too. Something that I thought Miami did a really good job of against A&M was they forced them to play almost left-handed a little bit. A&M likes to run the football. I played for Coach Fisher. He likes to run the football. He likes to own the line of scrimmage. And A&M only had 97 yards rushing in that game. That was Amari Daniels and uh, the other quarterback, Connor Wigman. I think he had 29. Daniels had 62. So I think a great recipe for Miami's defense as well is to stop the run, or at least don't allow the big explosive plays by Shipley, by Moffa. When you give up those 30, 40-yard gains, that breaks your defense's back and really puts you know Coach Gidry in a spot where it's hard to call plays after that. Like, what do you call? You know what I mean? Right. Like, when you give a guy a 40-yard gain and then they're down in the red zone, you know, playing with house money at that point. So I think it's really important as well for the Canes to try to slow down that, that running game by the Tigers. All right, you've been a great guest. Uh, thanks for joining us on the show. Let's see. We can see you on ACC Network, and then I hear you on Sirius uh, XM Radio. Yep. You guys work a lot of hours on that Sirius, by the way. Yeah, we put the time in, man. I'll be on Sirius with uh, Wes Durham and Eric McLean tomorrow morning, 8 to 11. I think that's channel 371, if I'm not mistaken, on ACC Today. And, uh, yeah, man, anytime you guys need me. And, by the way, how nice was the weather today? Can we just take a minute (laughs) for this amazing weather here in South Florida? We finally got a little bit of breeze. I think I might take my wife down to Fort Lauderdale Beach and walk around a little bit just to kind of enjoy it. And uh, it's been a great day, man. I love love living here. It's beautiful down here. I had a nice nice bike ride this morning, and Fort Lauderdale Beach is the place to go, but don't tell anybody. 
my hangout. Exactly. For I know. Then Beach. everybody ends up going there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no yeah. doubt. Everybody, everybody goes, oh, guys. let's go to South Beach. No, man. Fort Lauderdale Beach is the uh, place. Yeah. Hey, look, Fort Lauderdale Beach, Golden Beach, all those beaches up north, it's perfect. It's nice and quiet. Yeah. It's clean. That's why I like to hang out, too. I'm right there with you. All right, EJ. Thanks a lot for joining us. I really appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Have a good night. See you. All right. That's a EJ Manuel, ACC Network, uh, former Seminole quarterback, but now he's an analyst. He's on ACC Network. And uh, Sirius XM. Okay, we'll uh, join you on Hurricanes Rewind. And then Saturday night, Miami and Clemson from The Rock. 8 o'clock kickoff, 4 p.m. broadcast time. Hope to see you out at the stadium. Hope uh, hope you get a great turnout and make uh, Clemson a little uncomfortable and maybe make them play left-handed. For Don Bailey Jr. and Mario Cristobal and producer Danny Garcia, I'm Joe Zagacki. Have a uh, very pleasant good evening and go Phillies. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.